Hello, newsies. Welcome to Know Your News' edition of Get the Flick Out of Here. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Pulaski. With me, as always, is Kate. Um, I am not here right now. I am somewhere Ooh. else. Yes, spooky season is evidenced by the shirt that I wear during Schlocktober. I'm on vacation right now as you're watching this. Uh, so we taped this uh, couple days before um uh kate it is now officially schlocktober um uh and to start it off i wanted to do something gentle something uh something uh you can say it completely inoffensive i want to do something something very sweet and uh wussy for you just somebody something baby kate could handle baby kate could handle uh a, a comedy uh a nice little um fun 80s sex romp comedy um starring a barely post-pubescent Jim Carrey uh in the lead um and uh it, it, it's a little horror comedy uh it's, it deals with vampires um and um and I thought to myself well this will be good to ease Kate into the rest of the uh the month of her just watching everything from between I don't believe you had to watch any of this film through closed eyes did you no, Good. it was actually quite charming, and Jim Carrey is like one of my favorite actors. So, getting to see him, we've we've gotten Tom Hanks on here, we've gotten yep. Jim Carrey on here. Mm-hmm. If we get Bradley Whitford on here, I'll be a very very happy gal. But um, they're they're like the Jim Carrey and Tom Hanks are two of my favorite actors in the whole wide world. So the fact that we've gotten well, to, to multiple times do Tom Hanks movies and we get to do a Jim Carrey one here makes me. Very, very I, I, I have I have a Bradley Whitford film we could watch next week, but you won't be able to watch it because Cabin in the Woods is a crazy friggin' horror film, and Bradley Whitford is great in it, and you'll never be able to watch it. So I guess you know, get out. People were like, Well, get out wasn't scary, scary. I'm like, you underestimate what a freaking <laughs> sissy I am. I watched this during the day today instead mm-hmm. of last night because I was like, Well, what if there is something scary that I won't be able to sleep? But I could have handled watching this last night. I think you could have. Yes, I think you could have. This Um, was actually a really, we were talking about it before we went on air. This is, this was good. Like, this is a charming little mm -hmm. um, comedy horror flick. And anytime Jim Carrey plays innocence in something, Mm -hmm. um, there's just less, like, uh, very easy to, he's very likable. It's very easy to fall in love with his, like, naivety in in things. And this is, like, a very, very young Jim Carrey. So this was... Even more fun on like yep. the first half of this, and then obviously, also like yeah, there's series. I'm going to fix this movie and make it an absolute classic that everybody loves and will watch forever and ever and ever. You're deleting I, one I, scene away, and you're 80 nope. percent of the way there. Well, that will that will do it. But I'm also <laughs> going to delete the people, the, the two guys who were in that scene. That's I right. don't think the movie needs them, and in fact, I think the movie doesn't work because they are in the movie. And I will tell you why the logic completely breaks down. So um, this uh, this movie uh, stars Lauren Hutton, the model turned actress. Um, uh, at at the time, she was forty one when she made it. Um, yeah, well, that's not fair to women yeah. around the yeah. world. No, um, <laughs> uh, so but that's the she's supposed to be, you know, a cougarish type lady preying on younger men or whatever kind of a thing. So yeah. It, it works tracks. She has a she is the she is the countess. She's the vampire, the nominal vampire of the film. 
She has uh, a manservant, butler slash chauffeur slash uh, girl Friday, um, who is uh, played by Cleavon Little from Blazing Saddles, um, which I always was like, this dude was the lead in one of the most like iconic comedies in the history of film. And then just, and then just wasn't, didn't really do much. Uh, I, I found he, he died of colon cancer tragically in 1992. Like I didn't, he was only 53 years old. That's so um, that is very sad. I was like, why haven't I seen this guy in more? Oh, that's why. Oh. Um, but he's very good in this. Um, at one point he says, uh, she, she comes into her bedroom and she walks over to the closet. All right. Now, Sebastian, come out of the closet. And he, Oh, flings open the doors that I came out of the closet centuries ago. And I'll bet you friggin' didn't because a black man coming out of the closet as gay in centuries ago would know. Um, uh, she, she has a host of familiars. There are other vampires, but they're not the head vampire. And this movie doesn't explain a lot of the logic around their ideas of what vampires are. She has to drink the blood of a virgin male three times before Halloween every year or she gets really old. I mean, I would uh, gets really old when they actually say later, all we got to do is get you some blood and you'll go back to normal. You'll be fine. That's not really enough of a consequence. She should like turn to dust. I mean, I, I like, I don't know what the, like, Oh no, I, if I don't get the blood by Halloween, then I got to get the blood by Thanksgiving so I can turn back to my regular self. Didn't feel like enough of a urgency. Urge- to- that's 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 a very fair critique. Um, it, she does do a good job of making it feel like, well, the, what is the point of living if I've actually aged? Like her, right, that is true. Her character makes it seem yeah. like if I don't have my beauty, I have nothing. Right. Um, but to your point, it's like, well, we are talking about murdering. Mm-hmm. So if there's something a little bit more oomph behind it could definitely right. help things along in this. Um, she has a whole bunch of other vampires who like work for her, but they don't need the blood of a virgin three times before Halloween or they get old. It's only her, you know, like it is very weird... specific to her. Yeah. <laughs> and they never explain why they don't need it. You know what I Correct. mean? They, they, yeah. they, they, it's just whatever. We start out with with Sebastian with Cleavon Little um, bringing her a Bloody Mary, ha 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 ha, and she she te- she tests it. She wakes up in her coffin. Wake up, Princess Countess. It's almost sun sunset. Um, so uh, she she takes a, a drink and she goes, mm. Austrian peasant, uh, early seventeen hundreds. O positive, which is a cute gag until you ask yourself, how did they keep the blood on ice for 250 years? You know, like that was the thing for me that I, I didn't understand. There was uh, her, the idea. Like but is it? <laughs> it's blood. Like he shows it kept getting out of the deep freeze or whatever. There was no deep freeze at this, whatever. Um, it is uh, so. He, this is where she describes her dilemma. It is almost Halloween. It is a, a, a little over a week away, and uh, we need to. Uh, I need to get this blood. And there's no virgins. This is this is the this is this is the movie's prime conceit. 
virgins do not exist in the 20th century. Um, they, the, some of the familiars have been out looking for virgins, and they said the closest we could find is an 11 year old. Says the the British, uh, the Cockney young British woman who is who is a the, the closest we could call blimey the closest we could find it is an eleven year old and then um, and the Countess says don't be disgusting um, but like beggars can't be choosers he's technically a virgin bite him yeah pedophilia being different though like <laughs> but Dina she never has sex with him never has sex with with Jim Carrey that's the whole point. That is very true. Because he has to stay a virgin. But here's the deal also. The movie says there are no virgins of a suitable age uh, to seduce, I guess, um, uh, who live in the 20th century. And the movie says there are three of them. Immediately there are three of them. Um, And the movie doesn't work because there are three of them. She yeah, has to one. have Jim Carrey's blood. And he's the only one with a complication in that he is currently dating somebody and doesn't really want to cheat on her with, with, with the Countess. If she had picked one of the other two guys, then it would be all <laughs> movies over in 15 minutes because either one of those dudes would have jumped into, into bed with her and let her, bite, let her bite them all over the place immediately. Um, it doesn't make sense that there are these vir- these are the other virgins there who are Jim Carrey's friends who are not al- allowed to be a solution to her problem for some reason. And then maybe I thought, oh, maybe she's like very particular about how handsome the the the, the virgins have to be. But um, like some of the familiars that she has working for her, i.e., other young men that she has corrupted are not exactly lookers. So no. I don't I don't I don't even know what the deal is with that. So I feel like it should have gone one of two ways. One, there had to be a reason those two weren't like if you're gonna do that oh positive right. whatever she Maybe could be go with the right, right blood type. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be the right blood type or um mm-hmm. or she has to have aged and she needs all three. Like that's they fine. didn't unage her enough after she yeah. killed the first two and there's also an opportunity to make it a little more scary for people who uh, are not me uh, by having her actually go through them and then you're like oh like he should be aware of her um, right. so yeah. it might like build things out in that way but you're right and that there's it, it's it's unjustified why she doesn't go after the two of them so she says um, get out there and find me a virgin there are no virgins. Jim Carrey's a virgin. We we know because he's trying to have sex with his girlfriend in an ice cream truck at another Lover's Lane place. This is not even Lover's Lane. This is a parking lot next to an oil field. That is literally where it is, and everyone is having sex in their cars, except for poor Jim Carrey and his girlfriend. I was like, what is the deal with back-to-back weeks of <laughs> ice cream truck and Inspiration Point from Happy Days prototypes? Um, maybe laugh because I was just like, there's not just rampant ice cream trucks everywhere. Like, why? <laughs> I, don't I, even know why I, I don't even know why he hasn't. Is it like he works? Well, I mean, he has he has a job working 
in the ice cream truck, but not when he's at school because he's in high school. Um, but like uh, elsewhere, but that is also his mode of transportation to and from everything. Do you know how much battery power it takes to work the freezers to keep the ice cream thing? But they just live in there. The all all the ice cream just is. It, I don't what. Yeah. Is that is is it like his dad's ice cream truck that like he's now like working for his dad? They've never explained it. And there's like, ah, oh, it's funny because he drives an ice cream truck comedy. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I did like that in this scene, they established that she does want to have sex. She's just like, not. Um, right. Not right. I'm not ready. Yet. I'm not ready. I don't want to lose my virginity in an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like that. It didn't feel like in a lot of these movies, especially in this time, it's the dude just like kind of pushing things on a hesitant girl yeah. and even I though mean, he like is but he negotiation is, she, but she, she she says she actively says that she wants to which makes it feel a little right. less like gross mm-hmm. yeah um, um and then the scene where he gets out right after uh he gets out of the ice cream truck and he's looking around and just every car is rocking mm-hmm, uh is mm-hmm. a pretty hilarious shot yep. for a comedy horror movie because it's like that's the real horror like you see it come across mm-hmm. his face a little mm-hmm. bit so everybody mm-hmm. else is getting laid but me yeah that's true <laughs> So that is that that crucially I'm going to have to do this because this is how my brain works. That takes place on Friday. Saturday, he goes to visit his friends, Russ and Jamie. The the reason the movie doesn't work. Uh, Russ and Jamie, who work at a burger stand by a shopping center. And he goes to like visit them and talk to them. Um, and he gets a burger, but he um he doesn't. He likes his burgers well done. That's a very crucial plot point because it it shows how he changes. Anyway, um, he likes his burgers very, very, very well done. And they're like, we should all go out and get laid. I mean, you know, like like Jim Carrey's like, maybe I should like just go out and find some strange woman and get laid. There wouldn't be all this pressure between me and Robin. That'll solve all my problems if I just cheat on my girlfriend of four years. Um, and the other guys are like, this is a great idea. Let's all go out tonight to Hollywood. And the way Hollywood. So they're, I'm going to say Thousand Oaks, somewhere in the valley. Like that's where they're living. Um, so Hollywood is close enough to drive to. Um, but also it's this very mystical place. Um, and so they that high schoolers gonna... would never have wanted to go before. It's like a very right. funny thing to me. Right. Of course they they go to hall they go to hollywood the, this movie uh does the thing the 80s do of like boy la is just full of weirdos hollywood and so they're driving everything is lit up in neon everybody's crazy but also hot uh at one point they they drive by like an actual model photo shoot just on the sidewalk um and then also there is a lady honest to god walking a giant lion she's just walking a lion like as you would walk a dog you know, like they do in Hollywood, like everyone does, walks a very exotic, dangerous Lion. animal as a pet. Um, and everyone, if they look over there and they go, wow, let's keep driving and not like call the police. Like, yeah, I don't, it's just a very odd Hollywood thing. is just a weird, weird place, man. It's basically mm-hmm. Vegas yep. and also um, Times Square. Yeah. So they end up in, in a bar with phones on the tables and then numbers on the tables. So you can call the number on the phone of the table that has the people you want to hang out with. Um, uh, Russ um, calls a number uh, and, and the person says, come on over. And then we get an, our very first 
somehow the most tame, unnecessary homophobic scene uh, where it is uh, uh, a, a, a man in drag, I guess is what you would call it. And as you say, oh, oh, are you are you a guy? Does it matter? And to Russ, it really shouldn't. Honestly, this guy is so hung up about having sex. Just come yeah. on, beggars can't be choosers. Let's go. Um, but he runs away, and then the 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 the, dra- the the guy in drag says sissy. So that's the thing. It's it's the it's the mid eighties. There was a horrible panic about all that, and like you you gotta view it through that lens this scene the 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 latter one i will not be so kind to no that was very out of place (laughs) even for the time i would say but it is funny with these like um because i was thinking about i suggested a while a while ago like hey ace ventura is real weird but beloved it would be kind of fun to take a stab at that and then there's parts of it when you go back and watch it um I was like, man, Jim Carrey's like one of my favorite actors, but he has this extremely, not by his fault, but associated with this extremely homophobic scene. That that one has a pretty transphobic scene <laughs> in it at the end, for sure. Oh, um, oh yeah. No, so that, that like, does hey. not age well. Um, no. And that was almost a full like, decade after this one. I, that's what know? I'm saying. Yeah, it's like to go from the 80s. Yep. And then be like, we made progress. And then to the 90s, where it's mm-hmm. like, we're still seeing that. And it's almost kind of refreshing where um, I was born in the late 80s, so I don't like remember this, but I remember it in the 90s enough. Uh, I kind of can't explain it to my younger cousins, which I think is actually refreshing that yeah, like this was just like normal and tolerated. And they're like, yeah, but why? Like, how was it even thought of to be that way? Like, I, I can't go back and do that, but I do know. It was rampant, and uh, well, we could save that for the end because this yeah. one was not great, but comparatively but not nearly as bad. <laughs> unnecessary, and this is the uh, that's first. That's what thing. it is—the out of the wayness of it all. Yeah, this is the first thing that I will do. I will. Uh, I don't think he needs two friends, and they certainly no. shouldn't be basically the same one, except for one of them is you know they're both also other virgins. Correct. He needs one friend at two if you need one but they should be ladies men trying to get him laid and therefore because they've had sex multiple times with multiple partners they are the thing he aspires to be but he really shouldn't be because that's but that's what like what that kind of a thing like we understand why he wants to do that but also he doesn't he wants to be the good guy to his girlfriend but like just go out and get laid do you think I tell Samantha about every time I go and get some strange? No, of course not. Like whatever, that kind of a thing. Um, but the, it's because what they, they did in Forty Year Old Virgin, which is funny, right? Like in that he's forty, but like his friends are all genuinely just trying to help him have sex. Like he should right. have one guy who's like a total ladies' man. To your point, right? And if you must have two friends, one that's more like him, and then he's kind of the in between guy, right? Like right. of. Well, I love my girlfriend, but I also want to have sex. Right. There's like right. you can have, you have the, the one guy who's a womanizer and the other guy who has a committed relationship, but he has had sex with his girlfriend. Whatever whoever he is hanging out with, all the teenage boys need to not be virgins except for him. Right. The fact that there are other virgins, she could literally have picked one of them and solved her problem immediately. So <clears throat> she um she calls the table, the countess does, because we also see the familiars running around. Uh, Hollywood seeing, oh my God, there are three three teenage boys in an ice cream truck. They must be virgins. And so they they call the countess and she comes down there to this thing. 
and she uh, she invites him over to her, over to the bar, and you know she has a conversation with him where he lies about how old he is, and um, also I guess they don't check IDs at this bar because uh, some all, people could say I could pass for eighteen. He mm-hmm. says, "Yeah," um, um, which I love. Yeah. She's also, by the way, for like a model turned actor, pretty damn good in this. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not selected just for her look. She she can act. She she did good. Yep. Um, this is a a, a a little. The meeting scene is very actually kind of sweet, but it's like you could tell like she's like. Uh, so uh, do you uh, come here often? Only when I'm on the prowl. And he's like, oh, okay. Like he's, <laughs> he's very awkward. Um. Okay. Hey. But looks like looks like our friends Jamie and Russ, the two the two nerdy virgin guys, they're gonna they're gonna get action too because two ladies come over to talk to them who are probably in their thirties, and um and uh, then a jealous husband shows up, and is like, "So you must be Chester, you you pedophile," he says to his wife. You you've been stepping out on me with all these young boys, and then he he's brought a gun and he's gonna shoot up the whole place, and um. Uh, then there's a huge thing. Everybody goes crazy, and um, and the the countess says, "We must leave. You don't want to spend the night in jail, do you?" Um, and so uh, they 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 exit and they get into the limo of of Cleavon Little and they drive away. Uh, later, we see that um, Jamie and Russ have been arrested by two very comely uh, female officers, and they're very happy about this. Um, I told you we'd get some action tonight during the yep. bath down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Jim Carrey goes to her mansion, which does not exist anywhere near Hollywood. Um, just the layout of it. They're very, they're very, make sure they always showed it in, um, uh, in darkness. So you cannot see that all of the foliage near it does not match the foliage anywhere else in the film. Cause I'm pretty sure they, shoot, yeah. <laughs> they, they tried to like, there's, there's no such thing. Um, uh, because the Beverly Hills where that might kind of might be, but also would be hilly. And this is a very flat area that they are anyway um so um so she he's very awkward he's hanging out you know uh she seduces him by biting all the buttons off of his shirt and then um she takes his pants off and he's it's it's, it's just jim carrey's great he's really great even this is years before in living color he did this and then nothing and then didn't live in color and they became a huge star like but I, there's five years between this and his next big break. And I honestly don't know why, because he's great in this. He's um, really, really, really great. In this. Uh, like, but he's his whole thing. Hey, so, um, oh, you know, there's some lifesavers in that other pocket. If you want to go rooting around in there, uh, he's, he's very, very good in this. Um, but I guess she bites him on the thigh and he goes, ow, and sits up. Um, the next time we see him, he's passed out. And, he gets bitten one other time and also passes out. And I want, does vampirism cause unconsciousness? Um, because he doesn't remember anything that happened. Uh, he just he is bite later. The, this scene, we get like a scene in between where we see all the familiars, like getting into their own coffins, by the way, one of them is a Confederate soldier. And I'm not even sure why. Um, but anyway, uh, they all get in their own little coffins. They all have like coffins, accoutrement, that like will tell you what era they're from. There's like a ship's cabin boy, and there's literally a ship in a bottle, like on top of his coffin. 
and then the 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 Confederate soldier has Confederate flags strewn everywhere, but doesn't have an accent. And I don't know what they why could they couldn't hire a guy who could do a southern accent, whatever. There's also like these two twin strongman types from the circus. Um and a World War One flying ace. And then I the thought British, that was the, such a cute way to give them just like a little yeah. bit more character for yeah. some peripheral characters right. here. Like it was yeah. it was really a, a clever device. And then there's the 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 like my fair lady cockney girl from <laughs> 1870s london and then there's the most recent one which is a flower child from san francisco in the 60s which is like 17 years before this and they talk about how ah hundreds of years ago when i was like she's the brand new one and i was like okay she's only been around for a little while i feel like there's a there's an opportunity there for her to to explain to jim carrey it's like what he's in for kind of a thing. Like, oh, so it's totally fine. I mean, I'm the new girl here and it's so cool to actually have somebody here who wasn't born like a thousand years ago. You know, like that, that could be a fun little relationship they have, but they never, they never touch on it ever. And, and it's, I, I thought that was kind of a, a failure of the movie to like have him get to know his future coworkers at some point and him go, wait, I don't want to do this at all. This just seems weird. Um, anyway, so um, he passes out. He wakes up the, the, uh, right before dawn and he's given orange juice and she leads him to believe they had sex, even though he doesn't remember it. Um, so he's like, hey, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to be weird about this, but I actually kind of in a committed relationship. That's so cool. I, I have no problem being the other woman. And he's like, great. As opposed, so he's like, I will, I will have sex with you again then. And it's good that we will not be having any strings attached. Which is just a weird thing to like make this guy not me not like this guy right away, um, but he drives his ice cream truck away. Uh, that was Saturday. We don't see what happens on Sunday. The next scene is Monday when he is in line at the at the cafeteria, and he wants a burger but wants it to be uh, rare, like really rare. How about can I have one of those uncooked ones? And the lunch lady's like, "Yes, I will gladly poison you," <laughs> and he eats a raw hamburger as opposed to having it well done before and wanting it extra 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 well done two days ago so oh he's changing he's turning into a vampire um again another clever little like yeah device right like that's um there was a lot of um, effort with that he's talking to his uh his friends and they are like say hey so what what happened you guys like i didn't i tried calling you yesterday but you were all out it's like we had to spend the night in jail. It was awful, but anyway, tell us, tell us about more about what happened to you. Did you have sex? He said. He said. Russ says, "Did you go for the pokey?" And I'm like, so they're very loud discussing this thing. It's like I don't want to talk about it. It was weird. I, I was drunk. I don't remember any of it. But of course, like Robin, his girlfriend is sitting right behind him in the cafeteria. Hears all of this and publicly yells at him, and so he has to follow after her and. She's going to um, uh, break up with him because he says, yes, I went home with a girl, with a woman I met at a, at a bar in Hollywood. And no, I don't remember what happened, but I think we might have had sex and I'm really sorry. And I don't want I don't. It's not going to happen again. I feel really terrible, um, but I can't remember any of it. And she's like, you're lying. You must remember it. And I want it. I want like, but he should remember it. But also they're they're doing the I was drunk. 
Yeah. I was drunk. I and, was so and was, drunk. It, I was so I was so drunk, you guys. I had like a beer and a half. I was so drunk. <laughs> um so uh she breaks up with him publicly. Uh in a very it, she gives her ring back, which feels very 1954. 50s, yeah. You know, um she was pretty good in this too. Like she was good. She yeah. she had a, a good performance in this. Um he's in the wrong class for some reason. They're trying to show this as something different. He's dissecting a frog, which must be like a vampiric thing to do. He's not eating the frog or sucking its blood. He's just looking at the thing. And the teacher comes in and says, you don't end this class. And he's like, oh my God, you're right. I'm not. And he leaves. I don't know what that scene was in aid of. It didn't really help anything. It was, it was, he was funny because he was like, puts the frog back together very gingerly and tries to walk out and trips over things. He's a funny, funny actor, but like the scene doesn't do anything. The next no, thing is- I, I, it, this to me felt like stuff got edited around it, like that there were yeah. multiple beats in here to to try mm-hmm. and show that, like yeah. that he would be fascinated with the, I guess, insides of a living thing or whatever. Right. Like that, there probably should have been like two other ones that got built out that way. Uh, but There's this a- alone, he's very good though. Like I, when yeah. you look at how young he was in this, mm-hmm. like his Jim Carreyness was always there, and that's that's pretty cool to see. There's, it is never really explained. We know that we know that the scene in the cafeteria was Monday. We don't know if this. We think the scene was the same day, in the in the science lab, because he was wearing the same shirt. I think he was wearing the same I shirt. So. I think he was wearing the same shirt, but we don't know when any of the other things take place in the in the in the following week. So the scene where his his. 78 year old father walks into the room like i thought it was supposed to be his grandpa but it was his dad that, was i noticed that, that age gap was weird um and uh i looked it up the actor was born in the in the mid-20s so he was like 60 uh but he looked worse than 60 it was a rough 60 um so uh but he's but he, jim carrey is napping in a steamer trunk at the foot of his bed and it's like, um, your mother's worried about you. You've been looking kind of pale lately. I mean, it's been, what, maybe three days. Pale lately seems weird. Also, you're not sleeping. We know. We can hear you pacing through the house all night. It, two nights at most. Um, uh, it, it feels like this is something that would you be saying to him after he's been doing it for a week or more. But um, he says, uh, um, maybe we should see a, see a doctor or, you know. He's like, no, I'm fine, Dad. I just, you know, I've been a little under a little stress. You know, Robin and I have having some problems. Like, okay, well, cool. Just um, get some sleep, because you know, in in the in the bed, make your mother feel better. <laughs> um, and then then he does get some sleep in the bed. He has a he has his first dream sequence. Uh, he's he's drinking champagne with the Countess. Uh, Cleavon Little is playing an accordion on roller skates. Uh, he's smoking cigarettes. Does the does the thing that years a lifetime ago i would do with the ladies which is to take two cigarettes light them both and then pass one to her (laughs) it was a different time the 90s um so um uh so then um he he can't get his lighter to work so he lights them off her thumbnail which is on fire which i thought was a weird little dream dreamy kind of thing uh she plays footsie with his crotch they kiss uh but she's got fangs and he wakes up First dream. I sincerely appreciate that even in his dream, he like can't get it right. Yeah. 
Like, I, I love that. Oh, yeah. I love uh, how even in, I guess, at the most in his subconscious, like, he can't even light the cigarettes for her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um, they, uh, this is another day at school. I don't know if it's the next day at school. I don't know how many days have happened since they broke up. But um, one of Robin's friends is played by Megan Mullally from Will and Grace. And I thought that was that was fun to see her very young. It um, was. I I didn't expect it because I knew about Jim Carrey, obviously. But yeah, she's yeah, she's just it's a small part. She's got two scenes, but she's she's fun. She's fun. She's in great. It. Um, but uh, he just keeps going. I was. He comes up to Rob and says, "I was drunk. I was so <laughs> drunk." Um, it's like, what is wrong with your hair? And his hair just kind of has like the the wet look to it. Like it looks like he got out of the shower ten minutes ago. It doesn't look crazy. Like later, he has it like really slick back, but it's like fine. But she, he says, "You look like Jerry Lewis," and then he then he does. Oh, I don't know. I thought I saw I gonna look like De Niro. <laughs> look, I look a little bit like De Niro. And I was like, Jim, Jim Carrey put that in the thing himself. That was not the script. He decided he was gonna do that, and they were like, "Well, we we can't take it out now. It's too good." Um, but or I'm wondering how we're like, how do we reverse engineer this really great impression of this movie? <laughs> it was one of those two for sure. Does his hair just do that naturally now? Like, the way he says it's like, I don't mean for it to look like this. That he wakes up and his hair is slicked back. Like, that's a thing that happens to to vampires. Because I'll tell you, none of the other vampires who have been bitten by the Countess have hair that's slicked back. That's true, but I also haven't seen a vampire that uses hair product, so... I don't know. It's true. It's weird. It's like um, one half dozen, the other, I but, guess. But he's like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. I'm supposed to make mistakes. I'm a teenager. I'm a teenage boy. I'm supposed to make mistakes. You're a teenage girl. You're supposed to say no, and I'm supposed to get pissed off. Let's get back together. And she's like, okay. And I was like, this was not a sufficient makeup scene. <laughs> she still thinks you had sex with a random woman you met in a bar in Hollywood. You've been dating for four to years. about it, yeah. She was supposed to lose her virginity to you on prom night. Like it, this, she would not be like, let's get back together. That's oh, okay. And then everybody this all on, happened two on, days ago, but it's everybody totally on the good. quad is like, yay! It was just a weird thing. Um, so the next scene we figure out she's 390 years old. She misses the time when you could have just walked in, into the village and picked up a shepherd or two and gotten your virgin blood. Um, we have to go find uh, Mark, and I'm like, I want to, I want to introduce her to the incel community because there are so many virgins out there. Just, just go to a wrestling show; you will see so many virgins. I'm sorry, um, but the idea that she can't find any virgins <laughs> anywhere. All of my Twitter followers, like sixty percent of them. Anybody that's first day, bunch of numbers, you found it. You found the virgins. Sorry. That was very mean of me, but also very true of me. Um, uh, I just, I'm sorry. It was just a weird thing. You like, don't it have to it, it has it's to be dead. this virgin. I mean, if they had said, I must have the blood of the same virgin three times. But they don't. They just say virgin blood. So the fact that she's found one, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Mark, the character that Jim Carrey plays, you can tell he has a, a kind of an affable confidence to him. He doesn't seem virginal. His friends absolutely are virgins. So, like, the idea that, like, you could be able to pick him out, like, that, that dude has not had sex with anybody, ever. That, that, that dude's never seen boob. 
Like you could totally tell. I feel like she should be able to do that at literally any shopping mall and find yeah, 10 or 15 immediately. She's been to several independent wrestling shows. Um, I do, to your point, appreciate that Jim Carrey, while playing innocent and having this kind of moral tug of war, right? he does not come across as... It's, it's very easy to have this character come across as unlikable, whiny. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the fact that I wouldn't say like he's an overly confident guy, but he has something to him. So many times this character archetype is presented in this way where you're like, well, of course you didn't get late. You're so annoying right. or, right. Yeah. <laughs> or like there's, so I do appreciate that uh, in this, but you're right. And that the undoing of this movie is that its own spell kind of betrays itself. Like you, right. you she could go find anybody else. Um, she, uh, so anyway, Jim Carrey drops his friends off at the laundromat because they're going to go pick up chicks at the laundromat. They try to pick up chicks at the laundromat. The scene is too long. It doesn't go well for either of them. There is so much of this movie. There is so much of this movie that is spent with these two guys. That doesn't mean. And I don't know. No, this is the Jim Carrey movie. If they're in a scene with him, fine. But you don't need scenes where these guys appear by themselves. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense for them to, you know, I don't know. But it's um, a, it's a, it's way too long, too. Like, if you want to yeah. throw in flavors of that, that's fine. But they also don't really go anywhere with these two guys. No, they don't. So it's, it's kind of pointless. They don't, they don't change. They don't get different or whatever. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, he's visiting his, his girlfriend who works at like a, a boutique that sells clothes. And then he's just be, is this is Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey trying to like make her laugh while she's helping a customer. He's doing very fun stuff. Um, so he's like, I want to try these pants. He's like, they're black. So like, I feel like, like, yes, black pants exist, but she's very anti him wearing black pants. It's like, I like he's them. only around here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he goes in the fitting room, try them on. Uh, and then he, the countess is in there, but he doesn't see her because he's looking in the mirror and she has no reflection. Ah, vampires. And so she's trying to seduce him as well, and she hates his girlfriend and sells it. If, I, if she sees me here with you, I'm going to be in big trouble. And like, I'd want you to be in big trouble. Um, and then, so uh, she, she's like throwing him in some sweaters to try. They're like baby blue and lavender. And she's like, no, we're not doing this. And so she throws the Mac out. Um, and he says to, I just get away from me to Lauren Hutton. But Robin thinks it's about her. So she storms off in a huff. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> please don't bite the buttons off my shirt. Because uh, that's what she does. And then uh, she, she takes off his pants and bites him on the thigh. And then he immediately passes out. And you hear thump, 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 as he falls over. And so Robin goes to check on him, and he's pantsless and um, not bleeding, which is a interesting thing that, like, she she pierces his femoral artery, yeah, but there's no blood. Um, so then, uh, like, she says, "Oh, I don't like this girl. I I think she's 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 cute and sweet, and I hate her guts. Um, and she's pissing me off. So they have she has to get him a third time." Uh, so, um, there's, there's just a, yeah, whatever. So Robin is like, I guess they patch it up after the misunderstanding there. The next time James, Jim Carrey's 68 year old mom is, is, is cooking him, cooking him breakfast. And it's like, well, look, it lives. Look at you sleepyhead. What time is it? 815. 
when I was 18, if you would let me sleep in, I would have been in there till one in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. The idea that like, it's out, oh, look, look at you, 815. Um, she's making him an egg burger, which I'm assuming is like a burger with a fried egg on top. Of yeah, it. I think so. But they just a call it an egg burger. burger. As we would say. Um, yeah. Um, it's like, what happened to your shirt? All the buttons are ripped off of it. That's the second time in a week. How does that even happen? Um, dad shows up who hates jogging. Uh, and is like, yes, because you're very old. You're going to die with a heart attack. Um, and he's like, finish your juice before you go. He doesn't say where he's going, but where you, before you go. And he grabs a glass, but it doesn't have the orange juice in it. It has the meat juice that she squeezed out of a burger. And he just downs it. And it's like, uh, and his parents are like, what? Um, we don't know what he's, what he's late to. Like, is this, this is the middle of the week. It has to be because there's Saturday, the first Saturday where he meets her, the Saturday where there's the, the Halloween school dance. It has to be in the middle of the week. It's 8.15. Did he, does he not have classes on Wednesday? I don't know, but he's sitting by his ice cream truck and two uh, kids show up who want to push pops. Uh, and he's, as he's getting them for them, all of a sudden he just turns around and hisses at them and they run away. He doesn't know why he hissed at them. He's very weirded up by this. So he goes to a nearby church. And because he's wearing all black, the homeless guy thinks he's the priest. So Jim Carrey goes into a confessional and the homeless guy thinks that's the priest going to the confessional. So he goes into the, into the other confessional and Jim Carrey doesn't see that guy. So he thinks that's the priest. So he confesses to the homeless guy and tells all this stuff. And then uh, the homeless guy at the end says, I think you need a shovel because you're in deep shit. And that's the end. That's the end of that whole thing. Um, I like um, watching Jim because it feels like they were like, this guy has an elastic face. We should make him hiss at those people. Mm -hmm. um, seeing him like check his own behavior because he's trying to understand what's happening yes. to himself is a really, really fun device mm -hmm. in this. And I, I liked the church scene. Like that was a fun. Um, that's fun. They do misunderstanding really well. Like lots of misunderstandings. This feels yeah. like an episode of Three's Company, but over three over, over ninety minutes. Sure. Yeah, I have. I, you know, a um, lot of misunderstandings with the dressing room scene. I was like, this feels right out of Frasier. Like um, mm. those. It's those very sitcom. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Before sitcoms were um, a thing, though. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, dream sequence two. Now Mark enters the room as a vampire bat, turns into and full like like Bella Lugosi style vampire. Um, and Robin is, is, uh, asleep, uh, in the bed and then wakes up and reaches out to him and he bites her on the neck and this, uh, the countess watches and she very much approves. And so she, then she, he wakes up from dream sequence number two. Um, I guess you get one dream sequence after every time you get bitten. Um, this is Saturday now. Okay. We've gone a full week. Halloween dance at school. Favorite scene. He is. <laughs> yep, I I knew it would be. I I was watching this like, oh, Kate's gonna love this. <laughs> um, so he maintains he's not wearing a costume, and he's not. He's just he looks like there were a lot of like like I don't know new wave bands in the mid '80s who dressed like this. Yes, if he looks like a vampire, then like the Thompson twins look like vampires. You know what I mean? Like all in black, big chunky coats. Sunglasses, pale. This is just a lot of bands in the eighties. Yeah. A lot of bands in the eighties looked like this. Um, and uh, anyway, he, he he maintains he is not wearing a costume. Uh, he was supposed to be Jack for Jack and Jill. I, if you asked me without her telling me what Robin is supposed to be, I would not have said Jill from Jack and Jill. 
Like, no, she's, I don't even really know how you quantify Jill from Jack and Jill, but this I, wasn't like, it. Yeah. Like every little kid's book that has the Jack and Jill nursery rhyme in it, they're drawn differently. They're not like, yeah. you know, it's not like Little Red Riding Hood where you see the hood, you see the basket. Now you know who it is. Like, I don't know. Um, but uh, so, so uh, Megan Mullally is in a little scene here. She's, 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 she's great. Um, uh, she's like, like, uh, so uh, I'm going to enter you both in the costume contest. Uh, Jill for Robin and for Mark vampire. I'm not wearing a costume. <laughs> of course you're not. What a riot. Like, she's great. Megan Mullally. You're like, I was like, what? Okay. So who, what casting director saw her in this and said, we're not going to use her and stuff until she's in <laughs> 12 years later in, uh, in will and grace. Cause she's, she's really good. And she was, is really good. It's very odd. Um, so this is where we go into the school dance, and there are several dozen 30-year-old extras playing high schoolers. And I can tell you from experience being on one of these things as an extra, you don't see the script. You don't have any idea what the hell's going on. They're like, You're in a high school, you're in a high school Halloween dance. Come in costume, they'll they'll figure out what to do with you, you know, bring your own wardrobe, and we're gonna stand around stand around all friggin' night. And there's a few scenes where, like, you'll be moving, milling around in the back, but you have no idea what the actors are, are doing or saying. Nobody knows who Jim Carrey is. He's not a star yet. So, like, they're just watching this thing. So when the the uh, the the background actors all gather around and watch a dance-off, an impromptu dance-off between uh, Jack and Jill Jill and, um, and a lion tamer girl, um, who is what the Countess is dressed up as, and they're like... <laughs> what is happening? This is real. <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> they have no context for any of this. But there is a full dance-off between Robin and the Countess for the custody of Jim Carrey that is fully choreographed to the to the to the tune of uh hands off. He belongs to me, hands off. He's my private property. Hands off. I'm telling you one last time. The boy is mine. It's honestly great 80s soundtrack. I went and I looked it up. I've never heard of any of these bands that did this stuff. That did any of these songs. They play the the song Once Bitten. Uh, Once Bitten. You'll be feeling no pain, boy. They play that song a hundred times in this movie. It's a catchy little ditty. Never heard of the group that does it. Never heard the song before now. I cannot believe that this did not have more radio play because it's it, they're honestly really fun little, yeah, little Cindy Lauper-esque type, like mid-80s, you know? They're all got a little they're hook. They're yeah. Um, so it's a full-on dance-off. Um, and it's entirely absurd. Uh, at one point, Robin just strips through her underwear to dance in this thing. And it's just, yeah, that's it. So eventually she wins because the countess gives up. Um, and, uh, and then she leaves in a huff with uh, Sebastian. Um, there's more than one way to skin a cat, my dear. And he leaves with her. Um, and that's it. And they have a, a full-on dance-off. It goes, it goes crazy. Everyone cheers for them. And they're, everyone's in the middle of everyone cheering. Then the principal's like, I'd like to announce the winner of the costume contest. It's Mark for the vampire costume. And he goes, I'm not wearing a costume! <laughs> runs away. And it just feels like they smashed everything that should happen at the dance into 
one like f- four minute thing. But it was fun. It's so fun. And Jim Carrey being caught between being a human and a vampire and between two women, like all coming to a head. It's just Tell like him. such a fun, fun thing. This felt so much like if you threw horror elements that Kate could handle on top of like the dance scene from Greece. Like it's it's just a really fun yeah. uh thing to play with in the context that it's in. I I had a, an absolute blast with it. And I, I just love how Jim Carrey is like, I don't know what's going on with me, with my hormones with women, and I don't know what's going on with me, where I'm half turning into a vampire. Um, He is he's, he's one of a kind, especially young stuff, the what he could do with his body. But the way that he was moving on the dance floor, like it was great. Like it was just, it, it, it was, it was, it, it, you, you see why they had to cast this guy because like, I mean, it, it makes it so much like you just, any other random, you know, guy in his mid twenties playing 18, trying to do all of this stuff, but also like making every movement in this scene funny and accurate. Also amazing. Um, again, watching this, can't believe he did not have a serious film career at least right four after. or five yeah. levels of this a five level four or five types of these movies between like i can't be- listen no shade to the fellas in that movie but i cannot believe jim carrey was not in weekend at bernie's he had oh to gosh, have auditioned yeah. for it he was the right age um i can't like if you look at those guys they were fine but they weren't jim carrey and I, I'm trying to think of all of these movies made between 85 and 91, the first season of In Living Color, that required funny young dudes to be in them and think how all of them would have been improved if Jim Carrey played that part. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? Really like it, it's just it's just a weird thing that he didn't have a career until he got on In Living Color and was a sensation on TV and then did um Ace Ventura, which was not supposed to be a success at all. It, it would huge. not have been without him. And, it is so no, bizarre without him. No, it would not have been without him. But um, it blew up huge. And then it was like the mask. Batman Batman Forever, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. And he just pfft, through off the 90s went. was just like off he went. But I there's no reason why he didn't went off earlier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so it's just weird. Um, so he runs away and Robin follows him and is like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just so all those, those kids screaming and crying, going crazy. I just, I couldn't deal with it. Oh, I need a hug. And when he lo- hugs her, he looks in the mirror on this trophy case and he's not there. Um, and then she looks at the, his reflection and he is there and they're like, but I wasn't there a second ago. And then they look back and then he's not there again. And they, she looks at him, she looks at the reflection. She's like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, so, uh, that was a Saturday. Um, I don't know what happens on Sunday. This movie's not good with Sundays, but they t- there's too much time that goes by, that goes back, goes by between her and um, and Jim Carrey both realizing he is turning into a vampire for sure now because he doesn't have a flex- reflection. Um. Uh, there's too much time that goes by between that and the next scene, which has to happen on a Monday, if not later. 
uh, because she goes to a bookstore and meets the most random character, the, the bookstore guy, who is, I guess, Eastern European, but I can't place the accent. Um, it's, it's just, excuse me, uh, do you have any books about vampires? Oh, vampires. Of course I have books about vampires. Come with me. I will show you all the books about the vampires. Um, I, I, is he Swedish? Is he Indian? Like what? I don't know who this what this guy's supposed to be, but it's very funny. He just um, is just weird. Um, and she's like, um, so could vampires exist today? Like a, a female vampire who might have I don't know bitten somebody? He's like, oh yes, of course. There could be any kind of vampires, female vampires, cats and dogs. This fun time in the sixties, there was a gerbil. Um, and um, she's like, um, but could they exist today? Oh, no, of course not. Because, you see, the female vampire requires the blood of a young a, a virgin male. And, of course, there are no virgins in the 20th century at all. Like, but um, suppose there was one. Well, how old would he be? Uh, 18? Oh, if he is an 18-year-old virgin, I think he has more problems than a vampire. I'm like, stop throwing shade at virgins. This yeah. is a very odd thing that the movie is obsessed with that is very odd. Um... The it it is it, it is the conceit Especially of the film that every American male loses their virginity at fifteen years old. Yeah, and I don't think that's ever been the case. But it's a weird thing that the movie says that is uh, what happens. Yeah, um, the the assumption you should have lost your virginity before it was but, legal too is a weird thing. But girls should still be virgins. Well, but of course, boys shouldn't. Yes. So the only thing that has to happen is that all boys at 15 years old get taken by their grandpa to visit a, a cat house. I don't, I don't, like what, like, you're, play your logic out. There oh, are, oh, no, 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 because know? there are women who would have had sex and they would have had sex with everyone because they oh, are right. lesser They're, than, because so they, they would make up for the numbers. Yeah. Are uh, Um... <laughs> So anyway, uh, he, he shows her like the way that you would that he would have been bitten, according to this book, is on the inner thigh, um, so close to a source of untapped sexual potency. Um, that's what that's what she needs. So you would be uh, bitten on the upper thigh. So she is Jim Carrey's girlfriend. She says later, I've seen you in your boxer shorts, Mark Kendall. You know, okay? So she goes to, to his friend, says, you have to check to see if there are bite marks on his upper thigh. Um, and you have to do this because if you, if you care about Mark at all, you'll do this. Uh, do you care about Mark at all? Because you could do it. You yeah. Could look, like, you could literally, you could ask him, like, hey, Mark, can I see your inner thigh? He will show you. Yeah. He will show you. It would be yeah. so much easier if you would do this. Just do it. And if you did do it, it would spare us the scene that follows, which is after gym class, Russ and Jamie, I'm, I'm sure according to the director, hilariously, Keep trying to look at Mark's crotch surreptitiously so he doesn't know that's what they're doing to see if he has two fang marks in his uh, inner thigh. Um, and eventually they can't. They can't see it. So in the shower, 
Russ grabs him from behind and says, Jamie, look, make sure you can look for them. And then another uh, teenager in the sour starts uh, screaming um, over and over and over again. Uh, an epithet uh, for a gay man over and over and over again. Um, and uh, and this also is now presented as the end of their lives. <laughs> I mean, it's a different time in the 80s. Perhaps it would have required some massaging of social mores. However, man, this is where we should, that's it. That's it. We just we should just give up and move in together and get matching his and his towels. It's over for us. Um, move, the movie did not need this scene whatsoever. At, no, at, real at far out of the way. Yeah. Also, it's like seven eighths of the way through the movie, and yeah. I was I was watching it, and I was like, "This is actually good." Why? It was number one at the box office the, the weekend it debuted. It tailed off after that, but people really liked it. This should be considered like uh, there are a lot of teen sex romp comedies from the mid 80s that are not as good as the first seven eighths of this movie. Yes. And then this scene happens and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad nobody watches you. I'm glad nobody watches you movie. Especially, you would think this is one that would almost fall in like cult classic territory because Jim Carrey was in it, because yeah. you got like Megan Mullally. It's just so far out of the way, and there is like, there is no justification for it. But I think what right. they're trying to portray is if you are perceived of as gay in high school, like life is over for you. So I don't think they were going for homophobic in the sense that like, no, uh, if you're gay, no, your life is over. But like the perception of it, which is like sadly truer in the eighties than it should have been. Everyone, every every teenage male in that locker room and in that shower has a phobia of yes. homosexuality in the way that they ran, ran yes. away. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, I don't understand. Disgusting why. little scene Does, to just doesn't put it there for no reason. Uh, yeah. And then the aftermath thing where, where where Russ and Jamie are working at the burger stand and going into how horrible it is and how Jamie thinks, we, mu- we must like it. What if we actually are gay? God. Um, it's the worst thing ever. Um, so then Jim comes to visit them like, guys, what the hell was that all about? Uh, and he's like, you, you know, you could you could have just asked me. Another way the scene didn't need to take place. Um, but she sees, he sees Robin get into Cleavon Little's Sebastian's limo and drive away. So they follow, the three of them follow to the Countess's mansion in the ice cream truck. They break in through a basement window, which is a good thing because that's where they're keeping Robin. Um, she's tied to a chair and bound and gagged. Um, and they're going to get out of there before i guess jamie poops his pants because that's what happens when he gets scared but but oh no all the all the other all the male vampires are there and they're all in tuxedos there's no escape now we take you to a ritual where there's all kinds of flames being carried and there's a a ritual gynecology table with stirrups um which is was was odd um then he goes into a trance because she does this weird hand signal thing and he goes into a trance. That's a thing that happens as well. Um, 
But they're able to break free of all the vampires. They take one of the torches. They wave it at them. Vampires don't like fire. She holds out a cross at the countess and says, that only works in the movies. Besides, I'm an atheist. However, fire works. Um, so they untie Jim Carrey, but the trance has a hold on him. It brings him back. Uh, and then she's like, no, just leave him alone. Why don't you just leave him alone? He doesn't want you because you're mean and evil. And I'm sweet and pure. So fuck off, she says, <laughs> which I thought was a very good use of the one time you could say that in the PG-13 movie. That's right. Um, uh, so they run away. It's a very long chase scene where um, only the male vampires, the male familiars do the chasing. And the two female familiars, uh, my, my Fair Lady and Flower Child, stand ba- stay back and like guard the other two virgins. Um, and at one point, it is heavily implied that they have sex with them uh, because they disrobe in front of them. Um, and it would honestly doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you had done something later where the Countess finds out, okay, so anyway, there's a chase. They end up in the coffin room, Robin and Mark. They got to hide. So they hide in one of the coffins. And when all the vampires get in the room, break down the door that they've, that they've barricaded, the coffin is a rockin', so don't bother knocking. Um, and, uh, which I'm sure has been said in Darby Allen's bedroom plenty of times. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, I just came into my head. I had to say it. Um, so, um, so how ha- her having had sex with her boyfriend, Jim Carrey in a coffin means that they, that she he she she can no longer have his blood, so now like she can't have his blood because now he's not he's not a virgin anymore, so he's useless to her. Um, and this is where she could go find me the other two virgins who were here, and the boy the the boy vampires run up there and they run over there and they've had sex with the the vampire ladies, and so they're also no longer virgins. At least that their, their virginity would have come in handy for that gag, but they never do that gag. She just turns old very quickly because it's now midnight on Halloween. But when she turns old, her hairdo changes. Her hair turns white. She has old age makeup. I understand the hair turning white. Why does the hairdo change? Why does she now wearing a shawl uh, as opposed to the, the, the slinky dress she was before? Then at the very end, when she she turns as old as she's going to get, she's wearing a hairnet. I don't understand why the does the hairnet materialize out of thin air and go under your head while when you turn old if you're a vampire. Um, then uh, he's like, "Don't worry, there must be some virgin somewhere in places like Kansas or Nebraska, shade to Kansas and Nebraska." Um, and it's like, "No, I'll never find another virgin, never, ever, ever." Um, and then uh, they, uh, then Robin and Jim Carrey have more sex in a coffin, and that's the end of the film. There were two other she, versions. She, she right loses. There. She would not lose her virginity in an ice cream truck, but she would lose it in a coffin. Well, she had to save her boyfriend from turning into a vampire. Yep. But yeah. Um... I, the only thing that we kind of went through that I also had a moment of pause with was like, if you could put him in a trance with your hand thing, 
Like, what what were you doing during the dance off? I loved the dance off, but like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you had that kind of power, mm -hmm. yeah. all of the a lot of the errors in this movie are unforced, and it's mostly it's mostly really good. Like, I mostly had a, a lot of fun right. watching it, but like. Why did you make the weird hand thing if it didn't happen earlier in the film? Mm -hmm. Why did you go out of the way to create such homophobia mm -hmm. in your film? Like right. little things like that. Right. Um, but I will say, like, this was a really fun watch. And mm -hmm. I, for two weeks in a row, could watch it. <laughs> um, the here's here's some here, and I'm going to do the, the the final fixing. No Russ and no Jamie. Yes, one jock type. Who's at least at least one jock type guy uh, who either is a womanizer or has a steady girlfriend who he has had sex with. So that way you get rid of the virgin thing. Also, instead of Mark being an only child, he has like an 11 or 12 year old brother who is obsessed with vampires. And notices him changing, but his parents don't because the, parent, the parents being really old and weird is weird. But like him being like. Hey, no, I think this is the thing. And he's the one who convinces Mark that this is what's happening to him because Mark doesn't know what's happening to him because he's just, he maybe thinks it's like, this is like a, the latter stages of puberty, maybe? I don't know what's going on with me. No, no, you're turning into a vampire. But he's a street smart little kid who knows everything about vampires. And so when you go and rescue Mark, the people who rescue Mark are his jock buddy and now the jock buddy sidekick, 11-year-old brother. Um, who knows everything about vampires, but Jock Buddy is able to guy would like stab him in the heart with a with a stake and stuff. Like there, there's a lot more comedy to be mined out of the odd couple of the streetwise eleven year old and the dumb jock guy than there is about the two virgins. Um, and also uh, at the end, you could do one thing like, where will I find a virgin? And then the eleven year old goes, don't look at me, lady. Like th there's there's a fun things that you could do there. Um, uh, I don't know. There's, there's just way better things that, that I feel like every scene that Russ and Jamie were in either didn't need to be included at all, or just like messed like things up with the continuity of what the film was trying to say. Did it almost feel to you like this was supposed to be about the three of them? And then like, it became yeah. about Jim. Car like that's, Maybe. I felt like this was almost to, supposed to be more ensemble yeah. that it was like, it, right. that it ended up being, um, like if if it but was you're a right thing in that like it's a pretty good movie, but there's like all these little things that you're like it could be better, it could be better, it could be better. Um, like there's there's if, stuff left on the had, table for something that was already pretty good. If she had to get three different versions in the original script, yes. And the That's first all. one was the first one was Russ, who was the smarmy guy who thinks he's hot shit, but he's definitely not. That he's the easiest one to get. Jamie is really scared of women, so that's the second one. And they start turning into vampires, and then Mark is the third one, um, and like that—that's the thing. But they—they end up being vampires, but it's okay because they each paired off with one of the female vampires, and they're going to have lots of sex for, for eternity. And honestly, they had nothing going for them anyway. So this is great, and they're the ones who end up in the coffins at the end, and not Mark in the, the thing. Like there's there's ways of doing that. I think that could have been fun if you had a full ensemble of three equally talented guys. But once you had Jim Carrey and then these two guys, you're like, all right, you're the sidekicks. Sorry, the whole thing's about this guy. And it just, you know, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Uh, I will also say it's fun to have um, a woman in the vampire role, like a vampire yes. vampress, because 
this shouldn't feel like progressive, I guess, but like it, mm. it is different but to is. have the male virgin be like the innocent, whatever, especially yeah. in the eighties. Like that was, yeah. that's a bigger deal. And then to have like the hot cougary vampires mm-hmm. was a, a refreshing change on the archetypes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that's it for you. You don't get to watch any more little cute comedies. You got to watch. I'm not sure what we're going to do next week. Because I'm on vacation all weekend, and we'll be back until Monday. Um, so I'm not sure what what we're gonna do. Yes. I, I had this cr- crazy you didn't plan. Didn't answer the question. No, I'm. I, I know. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So I'm not sure what we're gonna do next week. It might be something you can't even watch. But it might be something you can, but through eyes at all. Like no, I'm saying like can't even like you can't even watch it through through the, through the fingers. Like it might be something like that. Like I, I just... don't know yet. Okay. All right. So the full question. Do you, do you get the flick out of here or do you keep it in? It's hard to reconcile us saying you should see something this homophobic in that <laughs> one scene. Like there are ones that um, where it's like nobody should ever see that. Mm-hmm. But if you can reserve how terrible the stereotypes were a few decades ago um it is a it is a keeper like the, i think the rest of it is actually really charming and if you're a big sissy but you still want to feel included in october you can watch it because i can watch that's it true. which is the real that's litmus true. test yeah, so i true. would say keep it in um but warning for a, like extreme homophobia for no reason yeah the, yes 80 percent of the way through this movie yeah there doesn't need to be that. I would scene. completely understand if that was a deal breaker for you enjoying yeah. it, but the rest of this yeah. is a really fun, really fun movie. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of a lot of good things to recommend about this, including obviously Jim Carrey's. Yeah, young baby Jim Carrey, little baby boy Jim. Dance off was fun. Dance um, off. I I got a I I. There's enough. There's enough little things wrong with it over the course of it, and then adding that On into top. it when you wow. know that that's like like it's it's the a, second it, time in three weeks that we've gone it's, splitsies. It's a close one. It's a close one. Get the flick out of here. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's egregious because the whole thing is that that because that doesn't need to be in there, you know that's the absolute viewpoint of the director of the people behind it. Yeah, that's fair. There there are some serious disgusting homophobes who made this movie, and because of that, I do not support their work. Well, now I feel like because, a bad person. Now no, 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 no. No, the rest of the film is fine, but it is it is that scene is a testament. To how those people act because it is so unnecessary. Yeah, it went really blue, far out of its way. It doesn't. It goes way far out of its way to to, to be that and to exp- espouse those views. I I don't I don't feel like I should support the people who made this movie's behind the scenes Listen. work because of it. That's all. That's all. Um. So so now I'm probably going to watch some horrible, uh, gruesome, disgusting. You know, murdery slashery fix film, film, but like, oh, it's great though. 
Uh, we'll Can see. you go watch Cabin in the Woods? And I'll just sit here like, I wish I wasn't a sissy. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right, everybody. Until next time, uh, we will decide whether we're going to get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.